Well, welcome back. Coach John Quintero with you to 11 o'clock. And, uh, boy, that first hour was absolutely fantastic. And you talk about kicking off the second hour. This guy, of all the guys, and I follow, I don't know how many hundreds of people I follow on Twitter. I love this guy. This guy works about 12 days a week. Every week, he's at every event. He's got contacts at every event uh, known to mankind. And great to have him on the program tonight. Longtime writer in Southern California. Does a marvelous job for the LA Times. And that is one Eric Sonheimer joins us on 97.3 The Fan. Thanks for staying up late. How you doing? Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'm going to be heading to San Diego tomorrow to watch the Narbonne cathedral catholic game so please no traffic for me yeah well you, you better get on the road early eric okay <laughs> i will <laughs> I, I know the la times got a big budget i'm sure they're putting you up at a nice hotel tomorrow night as well right yeah yeah right not not quite but uh <laughs> who knows depending how late the game ends <laughs> hey let me ask you that how, how many years have you been writing 40 years in southern california uh it's it's getting up there since 1976 when John Elway was at Granada Hills High, so that's a long time. With the great Jack Newmeyer as the head coach. Exactly. So that's when they were really throwing the ball before anybody else was. Yeah, I had the opportunity to coach with Coach Newmeyer uh, when we had John Lynch at Torrey Pines. That uh, Jack was a marvelous man. Oh, tremendous. Uh, really ahead of his time and, and great person. Hey, uh, Eric, let's talk a little bit about how you guys cover prep sports. Then I want to get into the different games, and you can kind of give me the uh, info on the teams that uh, San Diego teams are playing. Uh, I mean, how do you guys go about covering sports? I mean, there's so many teams in the southern section, the L.A. City, and uh, you're, you're really the guy. And it seems like, like I mentioned, you're all over the place. Well, it, it is difficult because I am – primarily the only person and it's my job to to try and find the best games the most interesting games and present a, a story that is going to involve not just the individual teams but all of southern california so i look for trend stories people that uh, people are following who might be a really good college player down the road and so i i, I try to see some city games and also the southern section uh, obviously a lot but I try not to go to see the same teams every week, even though the Trinity League is so good. You can't just go see St. John Bosco and, and Modern Day every week. And it would be boring for me. It's the reason why I've covered high school sports for so long. I, I, I would not be interested in covering uh, LeBron James 82 games a year and just <laughs> writing stories about that, even though he's a great player. I, I enjoy the different levels and trying to find the, uh, the athletes who are going to be the stars of the future. Eric Sonheimer from the LA Times joining us on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, you mentioned uh, St. John Bosco and Modern Day. Uh, what were your thoughts on that game last week? I was very surprised. I didn't think a team could dominate on offense as far as the clock as Modern Day did, and that's why they won the game. I mean, St. John Bosco had 15 plays in the entire first half. I was just waiting for St. John Bosco to take the lead in the second half, and it it never happened, and you got to give credit to the game plan that Modern Day put together, uh, and then the mistakes that St. John Bosco made. They had about six penalties that really wiped out opportunities on both offense and defense, and and kept uh, Modern Day on the field. So 
their execution was very good, and uh, they deserved to win. Hey, Eric, could you uh, kind of let us in on the the state of uh, L.A. City football? I mean, I remember growing up, you know, obviously in the in the in the '70s, and you know, I hear about Banning High School and Carson and Dorsey, and obviously Crenshaw. Uh, what's the state of L.A. City football these days? I really don't think it's very strong this year, but that doesn't mean they won't do well in, in the in the bowl games. Uh, Narbonne has really just taken charge. They've won five straight uh, championships, and now it's the open division. Uh, they have a, a, maybe a dozen college prospects. What's happened is a lot of the private schools have taken away players from the city section, so you have very few. So you have the haves and have-nots, and right now Narbonne is so far above everyone else. They, they won three playoff games with running clock, uh, and, and now they have to to suddenly get up there, get better really quick because uh, they really haven't faced anybody very good in, in, in weeks. And so that's going to be the challenge when they face Cathedral Catholic is to raise the level of the game really quickly. None of their players have really played four quarters for weeks. And so that's a, a challenge. And uh, I, I'm a little concerned about the city. You know, the, the they're going to probably go on strike. The teachers in January, the coaches are really not involved in any of this. And uh, they get paid poorly, and they're just doing this the best they can. And I really have a lot of sympathy for them and, and the challenges that they face, and they're doing the best job they can. We're actually carrying the game tomorrow night on 97.3 The Fan. It's the Division One AA uh, Southern California Regional Football Championship. It'll be Harbor City Narbonne, 10-3, and taking on Cathedral Catholic, 11-1. We'll have the pregame show at 7. 7.30 will be kickoff. What can you tell us about uh, maybe a couple of the key individuals on this Narbonne squad? Well, they haven't lost with Jake Garcia, quarterback. He's a sophomore. He had to sit out the first part of the season because he transferred from Long Beach Poly. They they were having trouble throwing the ball, even though they're the backup quarterback. He's also a sophomore, and he's got a college scholarship. But Garcia is really an outstanding player and should be one of the better ones, and, and that's helped their offense a lot. Jordan Berry's their best player. He's a junior lineman, linebacker, just uh, came over from Grace Brethren. Uh, a really good player. They have a lot of skill position players. I think they're going to try to run the ball on uh, Cathedral Catholic and then pass if they have to. But they're they're going to have to stop. Uh, obviously, the, the really good running back for Cathedral Catholic. Yeah, big Sean Poma's had a, a great year, no question about it. Uh, Eric, let's jump around and, and just kind of give me a, a little uh, thumbnail on. Uh, we got uh, in Division Two AA Saint Augustine uh, from down here going to travel up to Cal Lutheran tomorrow night and take on Simi Valley's Grace Brethren. And I was looking at Grace Brethren's uh, record; they they played some pretty tough customers, and it looks like they they got a big time back on that squad. Right. I, I really like Grace Brethren, the way they've developed. As you pointed out, they've played a great schedule, and they've just been getting better and better. They have some outstanding young players. Their quarterback, Mikey Zelli, is a sophomore who can run and pass. Their running back, uh, Diggs, has done a great job. He's uh, nearing 2,000 yards. But they have some big linemen and, and some really a couple players uh, who committed to USC. So, I really think this is a tough game for St. Augustine on the road to beat them. Uh, Division Three AA tomorrow night. Uh, you got Lincoln uh, going up to Culver City. Culver City uh, twelve and two on the year. Have you had a chance to see them this year? I, I saw them last year. Most of these players are back. They, they really rely on the, the pass. They got uh, their quarterback is only a sophomore. And he's, he's he's coming in on the school record for 
touchdowns in the season. I believe he's got 54, and the receiver, Kevin McGuire, has a scholarship offer to Idaho where he's committed. Uh, they're a big play team. Uh, this will be a, a really fun game, a lot of offense going on. And one of the other games uh, down here on Saturday night is the Division 6-8 game uh, team from uh, L.A. City. L.A. Lock 10-4 and taking on Orange Glen, and uh, Boy, I've been uh, hearing about Locke for a lot of years in a lot of different sports. Right. It, it's a great story for them. They they couldn't even finish their football season in 15 and 16. They didn't have enough players. Their coach, uh, Michael Kleiss, uh, is a graduate. He's only 32. He's in his second year. Really did a great job of getting players eligible in the academically. And, and Locke has always had talented players going back to Darian Hagan mm-hmm. and and several others, and so it's a, they're an athletic team, and uh, they have a shot to win that game. But Orange also you got to credit them that they had a losing record last year. I, I understand, and so it's a it's a good feel good story for both teams. Yeah, Orange Glen was one and nine a year ago, nine and three this year, doing a heck of a job. We're joined by Eric Sonheimer from the LA Times. He's uh, going to make the trip down tomorrow night. He'll be at Manchester Stadium to uh, watch uh, the game between Narbonne and Cathedral Catholic. You saw these guys a couple of years ago, didn't you? Right, I remember Poma. They couldn't tackle him uh, uh, in 2016, and uh, last year, I guess he was hurt a little bit. So yeah, that's going to be the challenge for Narbonne is to try to tackle him well and uh that was an exciting game and i i know narbonne's coach manny douglas used to run the wing tee so <laughs> he's very familiar with it but he abandoned it years ago and so he needs to get his knowledge back to try and stop him. and i think cathedral catholic i saw them this summer in the edison tournament they were down here for a passing league and I was impressed for a wing T team the way that they were with a pass the ball. Hey, Eric, well, let me ask you this. And I had some coaches in tonight, and I've asked coaches all year on this show. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. I mean, you've been doing this a long time. Uh, you, you've been around football and, and sports in general forever. The early start time this year, you know, playing games in the middle of August and, uh, you know, not a lot of downtime for the athletes in the summer because they go through passing league, then they have a week or two off, and then boom, they're right into practice. Next thing you know, they're playing uh, real football games in in the middle of August. How did it work up in the southern section and in in the L.A. City this year, you think? I don't think it worked very well, but people don't really don't have a choice. They had to do it. They moved everything up. And in fact, it's really wasted because of the fires. Everything is being pushed back uh, because of that. Right. But uh, I, a lot of teams did not have enough players coming out that early. They had to forfeit some of their JV team games. I'm hoping that next year that because of this one-year experience that everybody will be better adjusted to it. But there are some problems with it. However, they, they're not going to move it back as far as I can see. So everybody's just going to have to adjust to this and, and try to figure out creative ways to be better prepared early in the season. Now, this question may be better suited for uh, talking about L.A. City football because I, I think – Wherever you are now, I think people are always concerned about City. I mean, we were concerned about San Diego City football, and this year right. we kind of had a resurgence in a lot of the, the, the old uh, teams uh, of yesteryear, Kearney and San Diego High and Morris and Lincoln. They had really, really good years. And, and I think all of us down here, no matter where part of the county you're from, you're, you're excited about it. And You know, L.A. City has struggled for a long time in football and uh, in, in sports in general, and you talked about the, the teachers and not getting paid and uh, all the 
things that they're going through that we see on the news every night. Uh, how about as far as numbers for the kids in the L.A. City? Do they still have, you know, JV football, most of these teams? What's it like? Yeah, uh, some leagues have dropped it all. Uh, but uh, you have, again, it's, it's the haves and have-nots. Narbonne is certainly overwhelmed. They, they have a, a large uh, a number of kids out for JVs and the varsity. And then you have a, a drop-off. And it, it's, it's down to getting coaches who can be full-time teachers, and that's another challenge. There, there aren't really teaching positions open to go with these coaching positions. Uh, TAF, amazing. They, they've been one of the best schools in producing NFL athletes in recent years, from mm-hmm. Steve Smith to several others. Uh, and they went 0-10 this year because wow. they basically have had six coaches in four years, all of them walk on. Now they're going back to the old way. They hired a, a former coach who used to coach with Troy Starr, who left half for San Diego. He's a teacher on campus, so they're going to try and rebuild that way. So those are the, the challenges of the face. I still think if you have an a energetic, dedicated coach, that they can build a strong program, but they need uh, stability at, at that particular program. And, and basketball-wise, the city section has great teams this year. There's like eight teams that are going to be – competing for for big things and i think uh, one of the city teams should at least win a, a state title this year that'd be great well hey i look forward to seeing you tomorrow night i really appreciate you coming on i was really excited when uh Braden, uh texted me and said hey eric sondheimer's coming on that put a smile on my face and i gotta tell you like i said when uh, we brought you on tonight i really mean this uh, of all the people that i uh, follow on twitter and there there's several uh i i love your tweet you, you really keep me and I, all of us great high school fans up to speed on what's going on up in L.A. City in the southern section. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Well, thank you for those kind words, and I uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you. You be Safe travels, my friend. Thank you. There you go. Eric Sondheimer, a man, like I mentioned, he works about 12 days a week. It's amazing, uh, the information. Uh, not only does he have in the paper, but, I mean, nightly. I mean, whether it's a basketball tournament or something going on uh, sports-wise related, I mean, he'll he'll jump in on LeBron James and he'll throw in something in on USC, UCLA, but a good man and a guy that really does care about uh, young student-athletes.